Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called Your Wish is My Command. You need some Casamigos, some Prosecco, some lemonade, and a chilled wine flute. So what you're going to do is take all of your ingredients with some ice, put it in a cocktail shaker, shake it up, and strain into the chilled um, champagne flute. And that is a Your Wish is My Command. Now, that tequila makes me nervous. Mixed with the champagne or just tequila in general? Period. It's been burning my throat. Um, Because I was going to say, that's how I like, I don't like mimosas, but Mm -hmm. I do like uh, lemonade in my like sparkling wines, whatever kind it is. But the Casamigos, I don't know. I might try it if I was already drinking. I'm very agreeable once I already have something in my cup. But at first I might be like, ooh, I'm scared. I think I would put way more, like I would put more tequila than champagne. Like I would almost do like just a splash of champagne. Well, I would drink the rest of the champagne then. I'm an old lady. <laughs> we usually stay up. Welcome back to Cocktail Jerry Discussions, hey, you guys. Um, I missed you guys last week. Sorry that um, I wasn't there, but it was best that I wasn't because I couldn't really talk. I was coughing. People were and I sounded like, hitting me up like, does she have COVID and y'all just don't want to say it? I was like... Kiki has been the main one really not going out. She don't have it. Right. I don't know what she and got, then but she don't have it. <laughs> and that's why I told you, like, tell them it's not COVID because, you know, it. when we took our little break, all these people were like, oh, does one of them have COVID? Is it Kiki? We haven't seen her. No, bitch. It's not COVID. You can just get sick. Some people still suffer from allergies. It's flu season. There's lots of other things going on in the world besides COVID. That's in not the only one. In today's world, you can't sneeze That's or what, cough or sniffle. You can't do nothing. Your eyes can't be right. And then it's like sneezing isn't even really a symptom. You better hold it in. I was in the grocery store and I had to sneeze and I was like, hold it. You better hold it I was trying to in. hold it in. Get my eyelashes done. I'm just like, we're already very close. I'll be having like a little spit caught in my throat and I want to cough to get it like moved. And I'm just like, this is so uncomfortable. We have got to hurry this up. Yeah. It's been rough. Anyway, yeah, I missed you guys. (laughs) Those lash techs are the real MVPs. They'd be like, fuck COVID. Come get your lashes done. And some of them be having COVID and not telling their clients. But that's another story for another day that my Mm -hmm. lash tech was telling me about. Mm Mm-hmm. Just a mess. People are out here. Anyway, how was your Thanksgiving? It was delightful. It was splendidly delightful. I (laughs) (laughs) you have a very Disney Thanksgiving. I (laughs) those word choices. It was since COVID has happened. It's the first time that we've all been together. I've seen my sister, and obviously I've seen my brother. He lives here. I've seen my mom, haven't seen my dad, but this was the first time we were all together. So it was really great. My sister and her husband just moved into their new house and, you know, they're prepping for the baby. So it was just a wonderful, no, no, like family drama, no fallouts, no, like nothing. It was just a great, nobody had to share no bad news. You know how sometimes when a lot of family gets together, then somebody made me share something. It was just, like I said, (laughs) splendidly delightful. I didn't want to leave. I was Mm -hmm. in Oklahoma for about a week. 
Woo, that's a long time. Yes, I don't think girl. I ever been to Oklahoma, but that's good. Ain't good. My mom redid. She made a new stuffing recipe, and mm-hmm. she did it. Normally, she does it with cornbread mix, and she did it with sourdough mix. It was incredible. Mmm. I don't eat me? stuffing or like- dressing. <laughs> I can hear you. Um, oh, it was like yeah, such a long I don't eat- pause. Yeah, it went silent for a second, but um, so I was just trying to freeze because I could tell you were talking, but I don't eat cornbread dressing or stuffing. Um, That is like one of the traditional dishes that I just never touch. Like I look at it and I'm just like, hmm, everybody else tears it up though, but I just, I don't like it. I think it's a texture thing. It's weird. It is soggy bread. Um, Mm -hmm. How was your Thanksgiving? It was whack as fuck. And, um, you know, Thanksgiving is honestly my favorite holiday. And not, of course, it has my reasons have nothing to do with the massacre of killing all of the the indigenous people. But I just like that time. It's all about food and being thankful. And you get together with your family. It's the start of the holiday season. And I've just always really loved it. That when people don't leave, they stay there. Oh, she coughing, y'all. She coughing. She coughing. <laughs> I'm choking. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So it's the start of the holiday season. And I just love it. Like when people get the itis and they have to sit there and take a nap and then they wake up and they eat again. I like it. While it's very gluttonous, it's still like we all are just together. It's not about gifts. It's not about, oh, I'm sad because I didn't get the mm-hmm. toy. I just love it. Um, and I think that the old, pe- the older people really are able to enjoy it too. Christmas yeah. is cool, but it's about the kids. And then like my grandparents always made us go to church all day and stuff like that. So, mm, but it didn't turn out that great this year because I was here. I'm very thankful that my aunt and my cousin are here because, um, we got to spend Thanksgiving together because mm-hmm. had it not been for them, I probably just would have been at the house eating Uber Eats, um, we all decided not to go anywhere. And I had been feeling sick the week before. That's when I was sick. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I'm not planning anything. I thought about doing Friendsgiving. I just didn't feel like it. But mm-hmm. I did make some greens. I made the Slap Your Mama collard greens from my cookbook and the Sweetest Taboo potatoes from my cookbook. And it was delicious as usual. Um, and that was, and I made some desserts and that was kind of it. So I'm looking forward to Christmas. My sister is having a little Christmas Eve slumber party type of thing with the kids. And, um, I'm excited to see my family. I kind of regret not going to see them for Thanksgiving. That... I just seen them though. Oof. Dang. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to take mm-hmm. a sip of alcohol. Um... It is. This is oh. the eggnog I made. <laughs> It just has, I put whipped cream on the top. <laughs> you seem so sad. It's it's a little alcohol in here. I was very heavy handed. I put bourbon in mine. But yeah, so um, that was my holiday. So I'm looking forward to holiday season. I get to meet my brother in a couple weeks. It's so much going on. I'm excited. You should be. You should also be excited about the Classy Base sales. Congratulations. Oh, That's thank exciting. you. Yes, it is. Now. That was uh, a lot of fucking work, but I'm very grateful and appreciative. I hope that you guys got your books. And I do want to say, if you didn't buy yours, the digital book is always going to be on sale. You can get that um, on my site. And then this week only. So I hope you're not listening to this late. But after Saturday, what is Saturday? The 5th. 
after Saturday the 5th, you won't be able to buy another physical copy. I went ahead and decided to do a few more orders of the book because so many people had asked, but I'm not buying extra. So you get it now or you Boop. won't get it. And that's Boop. it. So I hope you love it. <laughs> I hope I love it too. I'm anxiously waiting on it and I can't wait to try some, uh, some, some recipes. We yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys, quick reminder, don't forget that each and every Monday we post on Patreon different content. Also, I want to let y'all know that December 13th, we are bringing Leticia Gardner back. We're going to do a live workout again. My buns and thighs are still burning from that. Um, and I also want to let you guys know that we're still helping Melissa raise money for her GoFundMe. She has POF. She was on the episode a couple of weeks ago, and she's trying to raise money to get an egg donor so that she can have a baby. So we'll put the link in the bio if you guys can give anything helps. And uh, yeah. Okay, guys. This week, we have a very special guest that we really been trying to get for a minute, but our schedules just wasn't adding up. Um, really we really mistress. <laughs> We have Mistress Molly in the house. Hey, girl. Hey, Hey. y'all. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? We're doing all right. I'm a little nervous. Um, We have instructions today. (laughs) Let you boss us around. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm going to forget. I'm about to get in trouble. Oh, no. You're in good (laughs) good hands. You're in good hands. I'm about to be (laughs) chastised today. Okay, so... Go ahead, but Medina. You have your titties out, Mistress Marley. Oh, my my little bit of titties, out. my little bit that I have. You know, <laughs> that's when you got a little bit too. <laughs> when you have small titties, you gotta try to make it look like something. Also, when I you have small titties, it's like less aggressive when you have them out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how so how do you like people to address you and why? So I like to be addressed as Mistress Marley. Um, first of all, because it's my name and it's the name I go by. Second of all, it just shows respect within the BDSM community. Um, a mistress is kind of like the highest level you can have because not only oh. do you have a lot of experience, but you're also an educator. So I just the like highest to level you can have. Yeah, <laughs> the highest like, you can level you can have as a dominatrix. As like a title, oh. as a dominatrix. Oh. Okay. What are the levels? What are the titles? So there's like, so mistress is someone that has like experience and they're an educator. And then you might have like, you'll see a lot of doms call themselves goddess so-and-so. That's the Mm -hmm. standard name is goddess so-and-so. And some people will call themselves empress and enchantress and stuff like that. But mistress is like the ultimate like level. What's the low level? I wouldn't call it a low level. Um, we just call we just call them more so baby doms. We just call them baby doms. They're just starting out, and you know. So what happens when a baby dom is running around parading around town on the internet, calling themselves mistress such and such? When you see them in the street, do you say like, "Bitch, you know you don't meet the requirements"? No, like it's <laughs> not my calling yourself that. Like I think the that only sounds way, like Greek life, right? Only- <laughs> Did you pledge or you paper? Right. <laughs> Um, I think the only way I would call them out is if like they're clearly doing some shit on the internet where they're leading people wrong. Because one thing about like the BDSM and a sex work community period, like we call each other out if some shit is like going down that shouldn't be. So okay. I mean, it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't be no shit. Like I would run up on them and be like, take that title off your name, you know. Like, <laughs> but I would just be like, you know, just try to learn about their experience and you know what they're teaching people and showing people. 
So speaking of calling people out, I would like for you to, throughout this whole episode, if we do not address you as Mistress Marley, like, let's just say we say Marley, mm-hmm. like, tell, like, punish us. Like, what would oh, happen yeah. Without a problem. In, the, in the dungeon if someone What kind of like punishment Marley? we about to be getting? And thank God it's <laughs> oh through the internet. <laughs> right? They got to um, person. You don't know how well, to hack into my phone and, like, post my news or nothing. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um... If like typically if a sub does not call me Mistress Marley like I told him to, it's either I make them not look at me, they're not allowed to look at me. I either slap the shit out of them mm. or you know, I do something that they really like see as a punishment. Because you also have to understand a lot of the punishments to them are rewards too. So you kinda gotta like play like reverse psychology. Wow. This is a lot yeah. of work. It's <laughs> a lot of work. It's so much fun though. How long have you been doing it? Um Going on three and a half years now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so tell us about your outfit. Okay, so when I do sessions, I just like to wear any type of latex or leather. This is latex. Um, this is one of my first, like, Dom outfits. So that's why I mm-hmm. wore it tonight. Um, I had to, like, Ooh. squeeze my ass into it. Like, I <laughs> so that was your baby Dom. That was your yeah. baby Dom outfit. When I, when I first wore this, my boobs did not sit like this in this so this is my baby dom outfit and it's really simple i got it from fashion nova because this is like i said when i was first starting out so money was come low on, you just want it yeah um, yeah come on fashion nova are we all <laughs> dressed up and draped out in fashion nova i know i am i am too <laughs> but i will say like the quality of fashion nova latex isn't that good versus mm-hmm. like what's out there but like yeah it's basically the price like is right yeah it's a romper <laughs> mm-hmm. oh okay yeah I think they have that in red too. And they have I it in think red, I wore the red pink. One at a live show. Mm-hmm. They have it in pink also. And then this is like a lace up corset that I just add on top of it to like boost mm. me a little bit, you know. But yeah. Are you comfortable in this? Mm-hmm. No. Only because, <laughs> like, like I said, when I first got it, I could fit it comfortably. And now that mm. I've gained some weight, the thigh area right now is squeezing the fuck out of me. Mm. Oh, gosh. gosh. When but, you take it off, does your pussy be feeling a little right or smelling a little right? Because when no. I wear latex pants, <laughs> sometimes if I sweat in it, it's like you need to wipe with your personal wipe. Because yeah. like you feel like you just smell like booty. Well, well not that like bad. But yeah. During, <laughs> session, yeah. during session, like I'll feel mm. like a little sweaty only because not only am I wearing this, but I'm doing physical things and shit like that. So like I'll feel sweaty. Sweaty as fuck and be ready to go yeah, home. Yeah, and they're kicking ass. Yeah, so I try to wear like stuff. I try to wear more so like latex dresses now, stuff that's more mm. like breathable and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah. I feel you. Um, so before we move on to weird sex, what are um, should we come up with like a safe word, Kiki? If we do get punished, if we do forget to call her Mistress Marley, um, what the fuck? <laughs> no, <laughs> I say that too much. <laughs> Uh, safe word. Safe I want word. the safe word to be body. Yaddy, 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 yaddy. That's yaddy, too long. It's so long. You will be in distress before you can <laughs> oh finish getting gosh. the word out. And I hate uh, that song so much that I would uh, just be like, <laughs> I would end session like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> that would be so nasty and so rude. Um, <laughs> it can be um, lemonade. Lemonade is simple. Yeah. Because why would we be talking about lemonade? Not with this, what's going on. Okay, so, um, yeah, so our safe word today is going to be lemonade. Now, we can move on to weird sex, and then when we come back, we're going to play a game. You said a man is not a necessity, a man is a luxury, like dessert. (laughs) Yeah. 
Man, it's absolutely not necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. Okay, you guys. So this week's weird sex. Um, don't fall victim because um, I'm tired of preaching to people. But guess what? What? Coronavirus is still out there. And these people who were in New Orleans, they didn't all got it. Okay, so they were having... There have been all these sex parties going on, right? And I've been wondering, like, how do you take precautions at a sex party? You know, people will try and act like they are... You don't. Right. So there were... um, How many attendees? 41 people at this small-ass party in new orleans and everybody pretty much got it let me see I bet they, did. they typically have these people throw a party all the time i saw there's actually several parties that happened recently in new orleans where people were contracting it there was a club that got busted in new york and they were masquerading as a regular club of course and so the sheriff went and shut the shit down they have pictures the pictures are on the new york times if you guys are interested to go look but they had like a room of beds, just basic ass beds. It didn't look sexy either. I'm just like, who's going? This didn't even look good, but whatever. With bowls of condoms on the bed and they came and shut the party down. There were hundreds of people there. This space is really small. Like, I get it. You want to go know have sex? You I've do? Been there before. <laughs> I've been there before pre-COVID and yeah. It was a mess even before COVID. So. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, so it's like in this hidden room. It's like a speakeasy sex club. So anyway, mm-hmm. in New Orleans, there was um, there was a big thing, and they attract thousands of people every year under normal circumstances for these parties. And I guess people say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm horny. And I get it because I have had sex plenty of times during COVID. So I get it. But I definitely wasn't going to a party. So if you guys are thinking about going to the parties and the people are telling you that they have all of these things, you just be careful. And please don't go with pre-existing conditions so that hopefully you can make a full recovery. And stay your ass at home after you get done on your sexcapades. That's the least you could do. You get your own COVID and take it back to your house until it's gone. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. They're out there spreading it all around New Orleans. Y'all be careful out there partying on Bourbon Street. But also, I just want to say, like, some of the COVID rules that companies are um exercising like it doesn't, some of them just don't make sense i went out to dinner i went to vegas uh to, a couple weeks ago and uh-huh. we go to dinner with a group of people it was seven of us right mm-hmm. everyone has sat down everyone has ordered we're waiting on our orders to come the manager comes and is like uh only six people can sit together and everybody's like but y'all are already so there and we've you already accepted our orders and Take, we've been here for about 20 minutes and you're saying that one person has to go walk themselves over to the bar and sit by themselves. And he was like, that's what I'm saying. Because due to COVID, because due to COVID, that makes no sense. Was it a what? A law there. I know some places, this happened when I was in Houston. Some places they require, and it's like a legal thing. Some places require that you are in groups of a certain amount or less. So what happens is, that the restaurant doesn't really care, but then the fire marshal shows up or something. And they're like, okay, we see it's too many people. You got to shut this shit down or we will shut you down. So I was just wondering Whoa. if it was. I don't know. Li- oh, okay. it, I mean, it must have been if they said that, but don't accept reservations of parties of seven. They took your reservation to. 
Girl, we were. I feel the like they just. I feel like they just didn't want y'all to sit together and have a good time. When pe- only one person walked away, one of the guys went to the bar. But it's like when when people start using COVID as an example. We went to a club. They're like, uh, per co- you, a club. Of COVID. Listen, it was like a bar in one of the casinos. They're like, in order to come in because of COVID, you have to buy a bottle. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why is that COVID related? Y'all this is some bullshit. I thought you were gonna say you gotta wear a mask to get in or something no, like that. Like, I have no problem wearing your cups. We're all still gonna be talking. Why is this COVID related? Anyways, uh, um, Mr. Mm, Smalley, mm-hmm. we gonna play a good uh, game with you. What is I'm this voice? You sound like fried <laughs> green tomatoes. I just watched it last night. <laughs> I love fried green tomatoes. That movie is the shit. You should watch it tonight. Okay, so yes, back to Mistress Marley and this game. game. Kiki and I have created. It's called I'm Curious to Know. Well, I stole it from the Housewives. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I thought you made it up. You know Uh, I don't watch the Housewives. I know you don't, but when the like they did not make that shit up. We showed it and okay. I'm curious to know. So we're going to ask you questions that we're just curious to know. And you just answer them. Um, There is really no way for you not to answer. It's not like you can take a sit. We just need you to answer. Please, Mistress Marley. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You want to go first, Medina? I'll go first. Okay. Mistress Marley, how I'm curious to know, have you ever pooped on anyone? No, I haven't. Mm. I just thought you were going to say yes. Oh, no, I don't do toilet play. No, no, no. He said, no, there are (laughs) rules due to COVID. uh, (laughs) Even before COVID, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Okay, I'm curious to know, how often do you actually have like penetrative sex with your clients, if ever? I don't. Oh. Really? Nope. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's a um, that's actually like a common misconception. A lot of people think doms have sex. We're one of the sex workers that don't have sex, hmm. so wow. we don't we don't do full service sex work. Um, I don't even think my subs even see a titty. Really? Yeah. They so. just enjoy getting abused. Yeah, because well, they might mess up the job. dynamic, you know. So. That. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. then yeah. like you're on the receiving end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all my clients are like all my clients are like unattractive white men. Like even if even if I did, it's just like no, no. Man, I I need to try that. Not (laughs) fucking. Okay, next one. I'm curious to know: Have you ever ate pussy? Yes, I have, and I enjoy it. Oh, he's smiling and glowing. I know. Like (laughs) flashback. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, I'm curious to know. What's the least amount that you got paid and what did you do for it? For like one the session. Least amount. Oh, for one session. Mm-hmm. Um I want to say the least amount was like a cash meet of like a hundred dollars. So just mm-hmm. like meeting a sub in public, walking to the ATM and telling him to take out a hundred dollars, and that was it, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. That's oh. not a bad date. Yeah. <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to know, have you ever had a session with a father and a son? No, I haven't. And now I have to go do that. Uh, <laughs> would you give him a deal? No. <laughs> I, would only, I, would only be, I would only be cheating myself. True. You're right. Okay. I'm curious to know, have you ever considered quitting this line of work? Yes, but only like... 
when I have just a really, really, really busy schedule and it gets overwhelming and it comes mm-hmm. into my personal life, that's like mm-hmm. the only time. Okay. I'm curious to know, in this line of work, do you offer Black Friday rates or Cyber Monday <laughs> deals? No, I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, wh- I'm curious to know, what's the most amount of clients that you've seen in one day? I've seen three clients in one day. How, how many hours did that take? Well, usually my sessions, I don't go past two hours in my sessions, just personally, like mental health wise, physical health, like whatever. I only do up to two hours. Mm, Yeah. Okay. This is my last one. I'm curious to know, do you have a nine to five as well? No, I quit my nine to five back in January to do this full time. So I used to be a nine to fiver. Mm-hmm. Business is booming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't have another one. So that's it for the game. Now let's get back to our regular questions. And we want to learn um just more about BDSM. We've had other guests on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like every time we have somebody new on who's a part of this community, we learn something new. Mm-hmm. What would you say are like maybe like the top three or four do's and don'ts. Okay, so I would definitely say, do know that you wanna do this work for sure. Mm-hmm. Some people see the money or like see like the fun in it or see like us beating men up and be like, oh, I wanna do it. And then they realize there's a lot of shit that goes into it. Um, I would say, do like the education beforehand. So like, for instance, if you wanna specialize in spanking people, like know how to spank. Some people think like it's just literally that like easy to your child. Yeah, like learn how to use the tools. <laughs> <laughs> learn how to use the tools for sure. Um, do find community. So find other women or people that look like you. That's why I emphasize so much on black women and like connecting with other black women that look like me. Um, because you know the white dom community is not for me or my counterparts, so we stay. Oh wow! That. So there's there's like segregation in the dom community. Like black, there blacks is. do it different, and the whites do it another way. Well, we all practice the same way, like in like in form of like technique and stuff. But when it comes to the socialization of us, like mm-hmm. you know, you'll have clients that will try to get black doms to charge less than the white doms because they feel like you know little racist shit like that. Like, oh well, this dom is charging this much and she's more popular than you, or she's white. Like I've had subs say that and she's white, so why are you charging this much because you're black? Oh, you're getting a beating. You're getting you're getting yeah, a, so. a sub ass whooping. And it sucks because a lot of the subs that say that shit are anonymous, so they won't have a profile picture or nothing. Just talking shit on the internet, basically. Wow. Yeah. So those are the three do's. I would say the don'ts is like don't book a session without getting half deposit. I learned that in the beginning, and I was getting <laughs> I was getting finessed like a motherfucker when I first started oh, out. No. Um. Because like a sub would say, oh, I want this session. And then we would do the session and then they would just like dip out. So now I know like always get at least half deposit up front. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of baby doms make that mistake. They're like, oh, he said he's going to pay me $800 if I do this one hour session with him. Then they do the one hour session and the guy logs off and you just gave him like one hour of free shit online. So. I, I'm finding you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. I would be so, there is nothing worse than a thief. Yeah. I would be pissed. 
Yeah. I'm squeezing out of my latex outfit knowing that I didn't <laughs> even get my money. There's this booty sweat yeah. rolling out of my butthole. Like, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and I guess my last don't would be, like, what would it be? I don't know. Because there's, like, so many don'ts. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to, like, figure out, like, the best don't. Oh, don't ever do a kink that you don't know anything about. Don't, like... Like, if you don't know how to peg somebody, don't book a pegging session and you walk up in that bitch and then now you're looking stupid as hell and they're mm. trying to peg. Because that can go bad. <laughs> oh, do you bad. do that? I yeah, I do pegging. How did you learn how? Um, I learned through going to, like, BDSM uh, educational, like, panels and seminars. There's a lot of those in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. I learned from online and I learned from, like, porn, like, porn videos. Like, because there's a lot of dominatrix porn <laughs> videos out there. Yeah. Um, so I learned from those too. Um, so I'm curious to know how do you BDSM? Like, what is the first thing you do when you get in a room with a client? Do you get into character? Do you talk with a specific voice? And if so, I want to hear that voice. Okay. So before I talk with my specific voice, mm-hmm. I talk normal when I first go in there only to like get the logistical shit out the way, get like the mm-hmm. emergency shit out of the way. Like, letting them know like this is your safe word um go back over with me what you want because even though they type out what they want beforehand i like to verbally make sure i hear it um like making sure they're telling me what they don't want because my thing is i don't i don't ever want to be interrupted during session of them like going all crazy and freaking out because i did something that they told me to do and now they're trying to like switch it up so like i try to make sure i get all that information stick to the script yeah and then I'll ask them if they might need a bottle of water to start beforehand, because you still have to look at these clients as like they're human. Like they are mm-hmm. about to go into a situation where they're about to be inflicted pain and all types of shit. Like, do you need so water? So do you offer any like medicine? No, I don't offer medicine. <laughs> so like in, in any session, my subs have to be sober, sober, sober. Like I don't allow them to be high or to be drunk because when you're drunk, you'll feel things differently. And I could be hurting you way worse than what you're really feeling. Mm-hmm. And if you're high, same thing. Mm-hmm. You could be feeling things differently. So I need them to be like completely sober. But Have I you ever had water. to kick somebody out for that? Like they were no, high? No, thank God. No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. And then after I go over all the logistics and the emergencies, I let them know that I'm about to switch the fuck up on them. Because <laughs> sometimes you have to tell them like it's coming. And then I'll Winter say, is I'll be like, any, I'll be like, any, I'll be like, any more questions? I'll be like, any more questions? Do you have any more questions? They'll say yes. Do they no. ever have questions? Are they like, can I touch you? Like, they'll just have questions of like, can I use the bathroom real quick? Can I like do this? Like little shit like that or whatever. Okay. Then I'll say any more questions. They'll say yes or no. And then get on the fucking floor. Right off the bat. Mm. <laughs> so when they get on the floor, what they got to do next? So I say, get on the fucking floor. They get on the floor. Then I say, don't look at me. So I make don't them look at, at the me. floor. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that in my head. Um, <laughs> I'm like, don't look at me. And then if they're into verbal humiliation, that's something too that I have to like establish because I don't want to start calling them fucking losers and pieces of shit. And they're just like, okay, what is she doing? Now hold on, bitch. I just want you to beat my ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm just like, look at the floor, you fucking loser. Don't fucking look at me. And I'll tell them I have three rules I go by. Always refer to me as Mistress Marley. Don't speak unless told to speak. And don't come unless I tell you to come if I allow you to. Mm. Whoa. 
And in the sense of them coming, like sometimes I'll make them do shit, like maybe jerk themselves off and eat their own cum as a form of torture or something. Okay. Yeah. So and that, that would be a situation where like, if let's say you do that and mm-hmm. he can't do it, he's like, I really don't want to do that. He would say his safe word. He would be like lemonade. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm not making them do anything they don't want to do because the biggest element in BDSM is consent mm-hmm. both ways. Um, so even if they asked me to do something I wasn't comfortable with, I could be like, no, I'm not doing that. What's next? And then vice versa. They could be like, no, I don't want to do that or I don't consent to that. So like, you know, and most of the time beforehand, a lot of the subs request that they get to eat their cum. Like they, that's already something okay. that they put out there. Yeah. You wow. Know. Okay, so you tell them what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. They do it. And then it's just like the next. Yeah. Then we go into like session. So if it's an hour, I kind of like split it up depending on what they want in that hour. So if mm-hmm. they want an impact play to get spanked and to get flogged and to get paddled, I would make sure I split that up. Like maybe 15 minutes of this, 15 minutes of talking shit to them. If they're into feet, worship, rubbing feet, 15 minutes of putting my like because there's so many things you have to fit into an hour. Mm hmm. Um, but you're able to like maximize the money you make too in that hour because all these different kinks I'm listing all have different prices. So I don't do like one bulk. Oh. Pr- I don't do one bulk price of oh he wanted five things. Let me give him a deal. Like when mm-hmm. you book me, you know these are my prices for each thing, and you've decided to book each thing. So this is how much you're gonna have to pay for each. Oh, so it's mm. not even that it's like an hourly rate. It's whatever Mm-mm. you want. That's yeah. Like, that's what gives you a rate. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. what all do you offer? Oh my gosh, so much. Um, I offer like feminization. So that's like making them dress up in women's clothing um, and like making them do fashion shows and shit and makeup. I love those sessions because they're more chill. Mm-hmm. Um, I do foot worship. I do face mothering. I do impact play, um, verbal humiliation, pet play where I walk them like on a leash, um, like a leash like this. So this is my favorite leash. Uh, Only because it's pink. Yeah, a lot of my tools are like pink. I love pink. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll do ball busting. They like to get kicked in the balls. Um, Wait, wait. Now, we've actually done that. Yes. When you do that, what do do you kicking them with? Your heels? heels. Yeah, my heels. Like the pointy part or like what? Either the tip, like of the toe, or like the pointy, like the actual heel. And then what do they do? Do they just like buckle over in pain? They buckle over, they do all this stuff, but I don't stop unless I hear the safe word. So, you know, I just keep going. And they they are enjoying that. They love it. And like within that, we do something called trampling, which human trampling is when you just like- Don't tell me you're running over their balls. No, I'm not running. Like I'm just stepping on their body or whatever. In heels. Yeah, but there's still certain points I wouldn't step on. Like I wouldn't step on their chest in a heel or their rib cage. Like, you know, like certain areas. I would step on like their thighs where there's more meat or like their butt or something like that. Like, or their back. (coughs) Could you imagine if you were stomping on a booty and the heel slid into their booty hole? Oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. You're going to the hospital. (laughs) Have you ever had to make an emergency ER run? No, thank God. Thank God. How much does be a mess? How do you explain yourself? Mm-hmm. So I started ball busting at 800 per hour. Yeah. Only because like to me, the, the more intense the kink, the more money. Like to mm-hmm. me, foot worship, foot worship wouldn't be $800 because it's just them rubbing my feet and me putting my feet in their face. That would run like 300 but, I think I would like that at the end. Like after I've been on my feet and like kicking your ass with my heels, go ahead and rub these feet, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Kiki, I'm curious to know, <laughs> even though the game is over. Right. What, do you have any type of torture fetish that you would charge for? Like, that, huh? like, I mean, not that you would charge for, that you would pay for. No, I don't like to be tortured. I have okay. no desire to be tortured. I like um, other things. So I'm just always shocked. Like, who the fuck wants to go through any sort of pain? But there are so many people mm. out there that like it. No, I couldn't do it because I'm not into that. It's going to make me sad and I'm going to cry or I'm mm. going to be hurt. And then I'm going to be looking for Percocet or something. Not for <laughs> me. That, I mean, that is what about you? Different. You want to pay for something? No. I mean, I do like being choked. Like, I don't want to be for real choked. I just like a pressure. It's a borderline for me. Like, I like it when I can, if you can leave marks on my neck. I do like that. But I'm not sure that I would Mm -mm. pay for it. I don't know if I would pay for it. But I do like, I like a little bit of torture. I'm not going to lie. I don't want no marks on my neck. You can (laughs) squeeze, but you need to stop before it gets to that point. I want to be able to breathe. I don't want to pass out. That's why I said, you tell the wrong person you want to be choked. They're really going to be like meaning real choke. And I just mean, put some pressure. Hug me tight with your Mm -hmm. hand. That's what I I mean. Don't leave a bruise. It's going to take forever. One of my girlfriends, she's dealing with this dude and she had to stop dealing with him. She really liked him. He would bite her and it wasn't like cute bites. He would would bite her and bite her. Oh, and I'm talking about she has black bruises on her ass cheeks, Mm. on her thighs, on her arms. She had one on her neck and she was scared to tell him to stop doing it in like a real way. She'd be like, stop, stop. When I saw the bruises on her legs, she looked like a lifetime movie. You have got, I said, this has to be like a conversation. You have to tell him over dinner. You can't tell him in the bed. He was tearing her up like, like a cannibal. I mean, it was crazy. She had to stop fucking with him because he just couldn't resist um, biting her to where she had bruises and real bite marks. Crazy. Now see, that's the shit I'm talking about. <laughs> that's the shit far. right there. Yeah. How yeah, I'm bi- I'm biting into somebody's skin like that? Yeah, I ain't biting nobody in these streets. In the middle mm-hmm. of a pandemic? Oh, in my the middle of pandemic. <laughs> I, like, oh, I just love saying that. It don't have shit to do with nothing. <laughs> um, Mistress Marley, mm-hmm. um, how long did it take for you to feel confident in this role? I was confident right away. I'm just gonna say really? that. Really? Mm-hmm. Only because like I've always been a confident person ever since I was a child. And on top of that, I'm an Aquarius, so we feel like we can do any fucking thing anyway with like anyone an without anyone telling us anything. So like when I stepped into this work, I already knew that I loved it and I loved being control and like being spoiled and taking men's money because even before I was a dominatrix, I was a full time sugar baby. So like I I was always in the game of getting what I wanted from men and taking mm-hmm. what I wanted from men. So like coming into this. To me, being a dominatrix is more fun than being a sugar baby because as a dominatrix, I'm on my own time and it's all about me and it's my rules. Versus, you know, being a sugar baby, you got to meet up with him when he's ready to go out for dinner and you got to be on his schedule and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I was I was over that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was over it. You. It's interesting because like when you were talking about when people first come into this world and how it, they maybe think it looks easy, mm-hmm. I think the exact opposite. I couldn't do it. Even if someone was like, I want to pay you to bust my balls or like talk crazy to me. I think the thought of it sounds nice and that sounds like some quick money, but when it really comes down to it, I don't think I could really look someone in their face and be like, you fucking piece of shit. Get yeah. on the floor. <laughs> and let me kick your booty hole. Like, I know that I would be like, oh, get down now. Get on the floor. That would still work, Please. though. That would still work. Like, 
<laughs> one thing about like doms, like another misconception is everyone thinks we're just hardcore crazy. Like there's so mm -hmm. many different personalities, even within being a dom. Like even with all the things I told you guys, I consider myself a sensual sadist. So like, mm -hmm. I like to inflict pain, but I'm very still sensual and I could be nurturing. Like I've been nurturing with subs before. Like, oh, you did such a good job today. Especially like black women that I have as subs, I cannot be mean to them. It's so hard for me to be mean to them. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm very nurturing with them, more so walking them through their pleasure. I'm thinking more so of their pleasure when I'm dominating black women. Can you give me an example of that? What do you mean? Like how I'm like- Like of how you're talking. So you're like, okay, and next I want you to kneel down, please. So for example, like say if I was doing impact play on her, right? So I would hit her and if she was to scream or like, you know, flinch up or, you know, you can see that it's hurt or that she take, like at least she's taking it. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you're such a good girl. You're taking it so good. You're taking it okay. so, like, I like to do positive affirmations. Like you look so beautiful mm -hmm. while, you, while I'm spanking you. Like, you know, shit like that. But with my white subs, with my white subs, when they flinch up and they be her, and I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'll talk to them <laughs> like that. Because that's what they want. Like, when I first started out, I had a session where I was trying to be nurturing and I was being, like, kind of soft with a sub. Mm -hmm. and he had, like, he, in the middle of the session, he was like, you're a beautiful mistress. But he was like, this is not what I'm used to. I really need you to just really be mean to me. Turn the fuck up. And that's when I realized... I'm just about to turn the fuck up in every fucking session after that. So, oh my goodness, yeah, wow. yeah, that, this is like whoa, yeah. So there's there's baby doms. Are there baby subs? Let's say it's an in, it's an entry level sub. This is their first session. Yeah, there's definitely baby subs because you'll have some subs like they're just starting out. They don't know what they really like. They don't know if they like to be talked to mean. Maybe they've never had a kink even done to them, so they don't know if they like it and they get it for the first time and now they love it. So it's the same thing. Like you're learning yourself through your journey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so <clears throat> I want to know a little bit about your personal life. <clears throat> Are you in a relationship right now? No, I'm not in a serious relationship, but I am in a situation. I'm dating people. I'm dating around. You know, I'm still young. I'm 26, so I'm still trying to, like, you know. Does this bother them? Do they even know? So I always tell them. I don't tell them on the first date only because I've learned my lesson about that. When I tell on the first date, it turns into an education session, and I'm not on a date to be working and be educated. <laughs> I do that. I do that in my professional life all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it either, either A, they want to be educated, B, they're like, you're not going to do that to me. And I'm like, well, first of all, you didn't pay a deposit. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm of not. course I'm not going to do it to you. Like they automatically assume I just want to bend them over or whatever. I'm like, okay. Or you have the ones that understand, I think it's cool. And like, I think what a lot of the men, the black men I date do like is that they like to see me fuck up a white man. They like to see the reparations I'm getting. They like mm -hmm. to see like how I go about it because I try to have a message in anything I do, like in my work. And that's just how that is. What the message in this is we were slaves and I'm beating you because of your ancestors. No, the message to me is getting back what I'm owed, um, being dominant in my power, um, taking back my power as a black woman, and at the same time growing in BDSM and kink you know, as a black woman, because I feel like the way black people experience BDSM is way different than white people experience BDSM. Mm -hmm. There's way more triggers for us in BDSM than white people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow, I can imagine. Right yeah. You want your reparations get involved. Yeah. Wow. Um, what do you like? What are the not pros and cons? What do you like the most about being involved in BDSM and the least? 
Um, the most I like is like the people I've met, the connections I've made, like the networking I've been able to do and like the things I've been able to learn. I think mm-hmm. the least, the thing I hate the most is that a lot of people really think that this is my life. <laughs> and I mean, I get this question even a lot on Instagram and, I, and I'll answer it, but I'm just always answering it with annoyance. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, this is my job, right? So like mm-hmm. when I'm done with it, I don't bring it into my home. Just like when you're a garbage man, you're not being a garbage man at your house. When you're a construction worker, you're not being a construction worker at your house. Like when you're a firefighter, you're like like shit like that. So right. that's the most annoying thing to me is that people think like, oh, she's just all BDSM. Like outside mm. of this work, I'm vanilla as fuck. Like I hang out with my friends, I party, I go out, I travel, I do all that shit. But I do want to point out, even as like a, let's say as a construction person, worker, you leave it at work. But then also if if some if I was married to a construction worker, I would hope that he's building me some um some nice things if I know he knows how to do that. Do you ever bring it into your life? Like right, you but ever, like, like I, uh, to me it's different because like even as a construction worker, they're not being looked at negatively. Like as me as a sex worker, I'm being looked at negatively anything I do. So even if the construction worker is doing construction work at home, people see that as productive. Mm-hmm. Like for me as a sex worker, it's like oh, this just must be her life, this crazy, weird, freaky shit all the time. That's her, huh? Like, it's not, like, in a positive light when people say it. And that's mm-hmm. just the stigma that society has, and, like, it sucks, but, like, it is what it is. And I try to be transparent about people, too, that come into sex work. Like, you're going to be judged. Yeah. But it's how you take that judgment. Yeah. So, like, what do your, like, friends and family say about it? Oh, my mom and dad are, like, very supportive. <laughs> We mm-hmm. actually just uh, played a YouTube game um, with this brand called Cut, and we did uh, Truth or Drink. So they had to mm-hmm. do that with me, and they're very supportive. My fam- uh, my friends are very supportive. A lot of my friends are also doms, too, mm-hmm. um, so they know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah. I've never had, like, any situation with anyone <laughs> close in my life where I felt like, okay, I'm going to lose this person. That's good. So when you were working your 9 to 5, this never jeopardized that? No. Mm-mm. And I was oh, doing it at the wow. same time. Did they know? No. Oh. That's I wonder good. if they knew. Um, what was I going to ask? Do you have a therapist? This is, I, yes. we have other BDSM people and I wanted to ask them that, but I've always forgot. I feel like in this lifestyle, whether you're the giver or the receiver, I feel like a therapist should be involved in your life in some form or fashion. Yeah. I mean, I always had a therapist even before I got into BDSM um, just because I'm really big on mental health and talking to people, mm-hmm. whether like I'm sad or happy or whatever. I just like to talk to people, get a second opinion that's not biased. So like mm-hmm. I actually just had a chat with my therapist yesterday. We're doing like virtual um, sessions and she's mm-hmm. a black woman and we have a good time and she knows about everything I do. And like, it just feels good to have a therapist. Mm-hmm. Help you work I through did. some things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm about to ask you do you ever like to be submissive yes so i'm actually a switch okay yeah so in my personal life i the man i'm dating i don't want to dominate mm. like i want to dominate in the sense of spoil me give me what i want when i ask you to give mm-hmm. me what i want but mm-hmm. i cannot see myself bending my man over spanking him and like i can't like i want that mm-hmm. real masculine dominating energy on me so in the bedroom personally i'm very subby Mm. yeah do you ever need a break from this lifestyle like what if you're having a bad day or you have you do have to go to a session and you're just not in a good mood 
Um, so I have canceled sessions before I reschedule them. And in that, mm-hmm. in that sense, I'm always like very professional. So like if I reschedule a cancel and they want their money back, I will give it back to them. No problem. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're understanding, that's even better. But there are times where I have to be like, no, not today. And that's a good thing, too, about working for myself now and running this type mm-hmm. of business is like I can choose which schedule or which sessions I want to take at what time. Like I can go a month and not work if I don't want to. I can go two months and not work if I don't want to. Or I can just do sessions every day of the freaking week and like, you know, go all in. So I do believe in taking breaks for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are definitely necessary. Yeah. <laughs> With everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you have people that work under you? Or if as your volume grows, would you need to hire like workers? Um, I have an intern. And I have an assistant because not only do I do my Dom stuff, I run an organization called Black Dom Sorority. Um, mm. So there's 175 of us that I oversee and it's all black wow. women. It's black and Afro Latina women. And <laughs> it's like a sorority. We're in all 50 states. Um, we have different regions. We throw events. I think like this year before COVID, we had a kinky slumber party. We had a couple brunches. Um, so it's just a space for all different types of black women too. Like there's black women in the groups that are lawyers, teachers, um, we have some we have some law enforcement people in the group like but the whole thing about being in the group is being discreet and being able to you know protect your identity and go by your dom name and feel protected that's really okay, cool so y'all aren't at the brunch in your latex fashion nova outfit yes we dress up at the brunch oh, whoa. yeah okay. yeah and we just have a good time it's just like it's like a sisterhood i love that I love yeah anything that can be turned into a, a sisterhood along the way yeah um I'm curious to know, what was your very first client like? What was that whole experience like? My very first client was just like a client I met at an ATM. Because before I started (laughs) doing physical, before I started doing physical stuff, like whipping people, I did financial domination. So that's a whole nother sector. And financial domination is mostly online. You don't even meet people in person. You just take their money. They send you cash app, PayPal, like money. Is this real? Yes, it is. People say this. I'll be like, is this? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It is. It sure is. And that's the thing. Like, I like to try to explain to people because even when I got my first tribute on financial domination, I was even like, "What the fuck?" Like, he literally just sent me money. Will never see me in his life. And it just kept happening. And it was money that you were like, this is great. Or was it like, you know how sometimes a nigga gives you, gives you money and you lie about how much he gave you when you're telling your friends because it really no, was No, this was money. Amount. This was money like when I first started out, for like 400 and up. <laughs> like 400 and up. This is like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. So my first ever client was a financial domination client. And mm. he wanted to meet at an ATM in New York and be told an amount of money to take out. And he wanted to get on his knees and just hand me the cash and like just be out. And people saw this. Yes. And that's what that's a kink for them is being publicly humiliated. So in the same, like, I guess in a sense, I was doing my first real in-person kink when I was doing that. Now, how did you say you found him? Or how did he yeah. find you? Twitter. So uh, financial domination, or we call it FinDom for short. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of the community is on Twitter. Mm. So yeah. what should I do? Should I just tweet? <laughs> should I just tweet hashtag FinDom? If you, if you just want to see an example of what's going on, just go on Twitter and search hashtag FinDom and you'll see so many pages, black, white, Hispanic, all types of women just cashing the fuck in. Like, no, but what if I want to be one of those women? Oh, well, then you have to set up your page. That's what I'm telling you to look oh. at that. Look at the hashtag because like there's certain so things you, you know what do. they're doing. Yeah. Oh, got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. That is wow. Yeah. And a lot of these doms that do fin dom never show their face. Like 
one of my dom friends only shows her feet and she makes like bank. So you can be very discreet in this job. Hmm. <laughs> We're really thinking. I'm like, do I? I don't think I could commit to it. It sounds really good to me, but I, the only am I going to do the work? Hell it. no. Well, because I was about to say, the only way I think I could commit to it at this point in my life is if right off the bat, I'm getting racks. And yeah. I know it doesn't work like that. I know it's like you got to build up to that. Yeah, because for me, like, I didn't think I could commit to it. But then when I started getting that money, I said, I'm fucking committing to this. Like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck all so, that other shit. Up. Like, right, I don't know what right. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> what's <laughs> your, what's, oh, go ahead. Is there something that you haven't tried yet with a client that you want to try? I've never tried sounding before. What's that? Sounding is when you have a male client and you take a stick and you stick it through his uh, pee hole on his penis. I saw it. And what does he do? Scream? And that's why it's called sounding? So let me me tell you. So one time I went to a play session or whatever, and I saw it get done for the first time. And he was moaning. And he was going to come. And it's weird because when I talk to my guy friends and ask them how that feels, you know, we go get checkups and shit like that. They said, that does not feel good. Like, it burns. It hurts. But he was loving that shit. Do these people go through, uh, I mean, like, severe trauma in their life? There's a lot of, like, trauma and BDSM that people take and put power in. Like, one of my clients, mm-hmm. I had a black man that was one of my clients. And he loved for me to just put my feet all over his face while he laid on the floor. So I asked him, I said, like, you know, why do you like this? How did you get into it? And he was like, well, when he was younger, he had a babysitter that would do that to him and make him lay on the floor when he was like eight years old. But he I'll kill you. He's grown. See, I'm not but no he's but he's grown now at his like, you know, his older age to like it and love it and book people for it. You know, so a lot of people take their traumas or triggers from their childhood and turn it into kinks they like. But the sounding yeah. one. Yeah, that one's always like when I first That's saw when it my person, head is stuck in. When I first saw it in person, one of my girlfriends, she's a dom, she had to leave the room. She said, I'm not, I'm not looking at this. I don't think I could look at that. I can't even, I I had an ex that liked to watch videos of people getting their pimples popped. I can't even watch stuff like that. See, I like that though. I I do that sometimes. It's kind of cool. I like those videos too. I like to see the blackheads. I like when they get the blackheads and get all that gunk out of there. Mm-hmm. It's like satisfying. Squeeze it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god, y'all! I just googled sounding kink just so I could try and see something. The first picture. First, they have corn dogs as a oh picture with like the stick hanging out. And then I, I see this dogs. man has a sharpie in his penis. In his penis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some oh, people wow. I guess try to use whatever they have, but technically, with sounding, people use. You're supposed to use like medical grade tools, technically. Those little that wasn't a medical grade tool. Okay, this I'm is a sharpie. You. Like it says sharpie on it. He was desperate for his kink. He was. He desperate. was. Now this is other the stuff cap looks on the like. Uh huh. He put it in on like the end part, not where the top is, but the other part. Everything else looks like like stainless steel stuff. Yeah, that's Ooh, usually what it is. This one is oozing stuff out of it, and I don't clothes pins. Y'all Google it. Um, it's very <laughs> um, interesting. <laughs> Huh, I did not. I mean, there's so many things out there that I guess you could do to your body mm-hmm. that while I might think that they are painful or whatever, somebody's gonna find pleasure in that. Yeah, hmm. that 
is wow. Um, speaking of that, which sounds super painful to experience, <laughs> um, Mistress Marley, what is off limits for you? Um, in the sense of during session or just period during session, and would you ever make an exception for it? Like, let's say Drake hit you up and was like, "Well, I oh, do." Oh gosh, want you to here we go. <laughs> well, depending on what he's paying. <laughs> Okay, so um, um, I think like what is off limits to me is like toilet play. Like you said, like I don't believe mm-hmm. in shitting on nobody. I don't even want to like pee on anyone really. Um, anything that's like where you end up having to bleed and stuff. Like I don't like doing knife play. A lot of people do knife play. Um, anything that will involve someone being in intense, intense pain. I feel like I'll get squeamish. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... It is safe to say you never get sexual with these people. Like you're not sucking dicks and busting your oh, own booty. Oh no, open. no. Have no. you ever had a client that was kind of cute and you wanted to? I mean, that's just men in general. They think they're just gonna be able to fuck you. Like you could no, even... that you wanted to. Oh, that like, I you wanted were to attracted fuck. to him. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it easy to stay strong on what you what you know what. You no, I take, that, I take that back. I take mm, that tell back. us more. <laughs> I had a client. Um, I had a client in the NFL, and he was. So it was kind of hard, but I got to see. What did he want you to do to him? He was just into like getting spanked and whipped and like worshiping feet. Um, So he wasn't into any of the, yeah, he wasn't into none of the intense stuff. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Huh. This is such an interesting (laughs) work. Like, it's just like, wow. I can't believe that Mm -hmm. people, wow. You're an actress. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you have to though. Like sometimes you have to put on that second face when you're in session. Because otherwise yeah. outside of otherwise outside of session, I'm from the South, I'm from North Carolina. I'm a southern sweetheart. I'm very mm-hmm. nice to people. I don't even think I can really like even cuss people out to their face. Mm-hmm. So like in session, I have to step outside of that and like be like, this is session, this is what they want, like this is what I enjoy doing in this manner, this is what they pay for. So you're still giving a service. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had friends book a session? Um, like some, or not even just a friend, someone you know. No, I haven't. Hmm. I've had like friends when, when they come over or whatever and we're just like turning up or just like chilling, would be like, do something to me. You know, a little shit like that. They were trying to tease yeah. or whatever, and I might do something like spank them or whatever, but never actually a book session. Mm. That's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kiki, what would you do if you were dating a guy? And and here hired... you go with these questions. Like, I'm being, <laughs> I'm the guest. Okay, he and hired he what? Hired, he told you he had a surprise and he hired Mistress Marley to dominate you. And he kind of already knew what you liked and what you didn't like, like what was off limits. And you got there and she was there to dominate you. And it was a, a date. Unless we're cuddling. I don't, I'm going to be like, what's going on? I told you, I don't want, I don't want that. Um, I have become very weak and sensitive in my old, ripe old age. You guys, I'm almost 60 years old. I can't handle some of this stuff that you young girls are into. (laughs) I just want to be hugged and cuddled Mm. and kissed. So I would be wanting her to do little things to me, but I don't really feel like that's dominatrix type of stuff. Um, I don't know. Like you are telling her what to do to him right you could do that that could be a form i don't want to be like you- 
<laughs> or telling him what to do to you. It's crazy because I actually mm-hmm. did a session like that this year. You I could tell booked. him, yeah. You tell him yeah. what to do to me. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that we get a lot of uh, listener letters on how to spice up their love lives and their sex mm-hmm. lives. And I actually think that's a good entry way to do that. If you don't know what to do, we'll hire somebody and let her tell you. Yeah, it was yeah that would be an interesting date. Yeah. yeah, I did that over the summer. So the guy, his girlfriend had already been following me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. and But he didn't. she didn't know that he had booked me. And just like mm. you said, she was there and I came and walked in and dominated her and she loved it. It was on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And she loved it. It was a black couple. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I that would be such her. a surprise. That would be a surprise. That's actually a cute little Valentine's Day. Yeah. At first, though, honestly, I would be scared. Like, am I about to get my ass beat? What's going on? I'm calling my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you hire this woman to come in here and torture me? That's probably would be my first reaction. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Now, look, what's the safe word? I need to know all the rules beforehand. Right. Um, in paper, um, mm-hmm. everything. That's I'm why this, it probably wouldn't be so great for me. <laughs> Um, Mistress Marley, we're going to take a quick break and go to Indecisive Diane. And when we come back, you are going to help us with some advice letters. Got you. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? Hey, ladies, I hope you and your listeners had a happy Thanksgiving. Not only was I choking on neck bones, I was choking on a big old dick. But here's my date idea this week. I want you ladies to pick your bae, come up with a holiday traditional dish to make a little bit different for Christmas dinner. Come up with a recipe with your bae. It'll be sexy, it'll be cute, and it's creative. Happy holidays. Okay, and now we are back from Indecisive Diane, and it's time for the advice. Remember, if you would like to ask us a question, um, email us, askcocktails at gmail.com, and maybe we will read it on the show. Um, I have one pulled up right now. It says, how do I fuck a fat nigga? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, that's that's this person's question. Okay, so she says, hey, ladies, I'm going to get right into it. Currently, I'm having relations with a bigger dude. Normally, I like him slim or medium built. This time around, I've gotten a more heavier set dude. I normally go for the Van Gogh's type of built than the MO3. I don't know what that means. If y'all get the picture. No, do you know what that means? I told what you I'm about 60, mm-hmm. girl. I don't know. You probably don't know either. <laughs> M O V E three three M O three Mo. I don't know. Y'all are gonna be laughing at us struggling through this. Please, somebody tell us what that means. Um. Okay. Anyway, however, we've had sex at least four to five times now, and each time he's initiated it. Truthfully. I'm broken from my last relationship because I was the initiator. Plus, I don't want to get to atta- I don't want to get attached to a big guy if he's just gonna go ghost on me like the rest of these dudes I've come across. Because I can put down on him like Donkey Kong, but I don't want my heart broken and my pussy and heart <laughs> are attached to each other. My question is, 
Have you have you ladies ever had sex with a bigger guy? If so, any tips? Like certain positions, how to ride, how to suck, anything, please. LOL. Best regards, the big boy lover. Y'all be in y'all's I heads. Have definitely fucked a fat nigga. And he was like Rick Ross big, like before he lost his weight and just had the skin hanging. Mm-hmm. He is a big nigga. And the sex was so good that when he wanted to end things with me, yeah, he wanted to end things with me. Mm-hmm. I went and jumped over the gate to his apartment complex and was banging on his door. That's how good Medina. the sex was. Like, oh, yeah, I was in there. I'm not, I'm ashamed to even say that. And I was banging on his door and it was the wrong door. But whatever, that's a, another story for another day. Damn. But it was like, he knew how big he was. Like, he, because I used to always be like, what if he smushes me? But I think it's amazing how your body um, just knows what to do. Like, he would, we, he would get on top a lot of the times and he didn't like smother me or I couldn't like could not breathe. It was like normal sex. He knew how much weight he could put on me. He knew how to fuck me. And it just made me want to please him. And so did way. you I, initiate the sex with him? I missed that part. At times I would. Now I did have to lift up his belly mm-hmm. sometimes to, you know, I would have to search for his dick. He was a big nigga. And how long was she searching? It not that long. It was just like a lift up, like a lift up <laughs> and then spread. But the way that I would initiate things, we only had a sex relationship, so I guess it wasn't hard to initiate it. But just start licking his ear. <laughs> Every time I want to initiate some shit, I either start kissing on your neck or I start licking on your ear, nibbling on that little earlobe or the cartilage. I start rubbing his dick, but if you can't get to it, um, what it, rub his belly and get close, yeah, and mm-hmm. just keep rubbing and rubbing. And niggas love to be rubbing. Rub those titties. Suck on them a little bit, you know? Men like their nipples really getting sucked on. And I'm really wondering, like, how big he is because I don't know who these people are that you reference, if those were even people. But, you know, you could always just tell him that you could just be dominant and be like, take your dick out. I want to suck it. I mean, and we have the perfect person here with us right now to even give you an example of that. (laughs) What would you say, Mistress Marley, if it's just, like, someone you really want to fuck? You're not in a session. Um... Well, first off, I've never fucked a fat nigga, so with that one, I wouldn't know um, what to do in that situation. But, like, with any other person, like, I'm fucking, I've been, like, straight up just verbal. Like, take your dick out. I want to I wanna suck it. Or even, like, I posted a meme today when they said, like, this is how you know girls want to have sex when we put our butts on, like, a nigga when we're cuddling. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no. I'll just look at him and be like, can we fuck? Like, I literally just say that. Like, I don't have time <laughs> to sit here and keep moving the butt and doing all this stuff, hoping you'll catch the hint or start touching me. Like, I just want to go ahead and fuck. I do hope that we have empowered you to really initiate it because a lot of the times, and I saw an Instagram meme about this, about a lot of the times women go to the guy's house that they're, even if it's their boyfriend and you just sit there like you're in a waiting room waiting to go into the doctor's <laughs> office. And it's like, if you want some dick, just do what you feel confident, go in the bathroom real quick and maybe talk yourself up. You look good, sis. Mm-hmm. He wants that pussy. He's not going to turn you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. I don't really know even a if lot you of look bad. Turn the pussy down. Right, even if he ain't your nigga, it's not like he's gonna be like, "Hey, get your hands off my penis and stop." Yeah, yeah they rarely. They're say not no us. To when we do stuff like that, we're gonna make you work hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so go for it. Good luck, girl. Send us a cocktail after you take control and fuck your fat nigga. Get your nigga. <laughs> okay. Um. This one is titled, This Nigga Tried Me, or Did He? 
Hey, y'all. So I need your thoughts on an incident that happened to me this past weekend. So boom, I haven't had sex in months, but this past weekend, I made plans to hang out with a guy that I was determined to get some dick from. So we're chilling in bed, watching TV, and he puts my hand on his big dick. Oh, on his big, beautiful chocolate dick. Mm. And of course, it ended up down my throat. <laughs> and of course. I had taken my taste vitamins and she orgasms before I left home. And I had an edible and a little crown royal. So the girl was ready. <laughs> then he tells me that he doesn't have condoms. Oh, so hell. fast forward. I don't know. So fast forward, I get home and I see a text from him. And he's telling me that his sheets and fingers smelled strongly of a discharge. She put the face and he didn't feel comfortable having protected, protected sex with me. Uh, ooh, not even unprotected, protected. I'm confused because I take real good care of my girl. I'm a hypochondriac and was engaged to a cheater who didn't use condoms. So I spent most of my 20s dealing with BV and trichinomis. Trichot, trichot, you know that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I was a dumbass in love. So I tasted myself that night and bought some vaginal pH strips and everything is good. So my question is, why would dude say some shit like that? Signed your toxic coworker. P.S. Sorry if this is long. Wait. I mean, I think he said that because it's your know, pussy had a, it had a, somebody was funky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just Sis, like, I don't. I think you might need to do more than taste yourself, and it's not funny. <laughs> it's not. I've struggled with BV before too. I think that you might need to go to the doctor though, or it could be, it could be like just a bad combination of scents, and it might not be anything wrong with you. But like how in the beginning I was like, do you ever be smelling a little right after you wear latex mm -hmm. bottoms? Because that sweat mixed with mm -hmm. whatever plastic concoction Fashion Nova is selling. I don't know. So, and your soap, perfume, lotion, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. certain, um, certain like body oils and stuff that I have used before. If or creams, like I've used lots of stuff for dark spots, for example. If I put that mm. on and I get a little sweaty, that smell is not so great. So I might have forgot it something else i don't know i mean but he didn't say that she tasted funny they didn't even get there he well said yeah it was, was smelled i don't know but he said smelled of discharge right that's what he said he did <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like what you mean the smell of life. discharge because like discharge right, don't always have a smell and there's different types of discharges right there is and sometimes it just could have been like your ph was off and then maybe something corrected it the next day so you didn't smell it or was your period about the, to start? Well, yeah. she said she took the strip and the pH strip was fine. I still suggest you go to the doctor and the have pH a strip was fine. It might be that, or like I said, it could have just been some a combination of like your perfume lotion. Well, he could have been stank. He could have been stank. It could have been his upper stuff. lip. It could have been his upper it, lip I and have his breath. Definitely felt smelled some fish stick dicks before, so it Ooh. could have been him, sis. Mm -hmm. I say, don't worry about it. Don't have sex with him. Leave him alone. But just for your own, um, your own like my, peace of mind, I guess is mm -hmm. the term I can't find today. It's this damn eggnog. <laughs> I told you I was too strong. Um, go ahead and get a checkup, and then if everything is fine, everything is fine. If you don't smell anything, right. or if you do, switch up what you're putting on you and your diet good luck 
And fuck good luck him. With that. Yeah, really. Good luck. Vaginas right. are a slippery slope. They really are. Sometimes. Any little thing can just have you totally different. It's not right. fair. Right. It's Who not. asked to have this very delicate thing? <sighs> okay. Mm. So that's it for the advice this week. Again, remember the email for advice is askcocktails at gmail.com. And um, yeah, email us with your questions. Please proofread them because we usually don't. We appreciate your help. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. And now it's yes, time it for does. us to move on to the last part of the show, the cocktails. So if you would like to submit a cocktail to us to read on the show, you can email it to us, cocktails.atl at gmail.com. And perhaps we will read it on the show. Okay, so does anybody have a Thanksgiving cocktail they'd like to share? Mistress Marley. No, I was with family, so I didn't get any type of Thanksgiving dick. Wow. Well, you've had some dick in your life, so mm -hmm. think about a good cocktail to share. In the meantime, I'm going to read a Thanksgiving cocktail that uh, we got one of our listeners to send in. Okay. Let me just move this over here. Okay. So she says, first of all, shout out to you, girl, for being a patron. Hey, y'all. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving despite COVID and enjoyed a nice break. Let's get into this cocktail. I had a little blast from my past a month ago. So it ain't a Thanksgiving cocktail, but it's just she sent it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I've been in contact with my ex. He's been doing the usual, getting back in good graces, uh, antics the ex does when they're trying to slide back in. I'm, I'm NGL. What does that mean? Not gonna lie. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I love every part of it, LOL. So he books a nice hotel suite for us to spend time together before he sees uh, family. And also for me to enjoy a few days prior to his arrival to wind down and relax with a spa package. He has all the right moves. I pack my sheet orgasms. Look at these listeners support. <laughs> I pack my sheet orgasms and sexiest lingerie so fast because I've been dreaming of having this dick again. After enjoying a much needed deep tissue massage and pampering he shows up in full boyfriend mode with gifts plans to wine and dine and cute date ideas i accepted the gifts and sweet hug then swiftly hit him with a take these off <laughs> now y'all know hotel sex already be fire it really do but in that moment i was putting on a motherfucking show I slipped off my robe and kissed this man so passionately while his hands rubbed all over my body. Then I sucked the soul out of his dick. <laughs> so sloppy. Spit was dripping down my chest. He then picks me up and devours my pussy. I was like, damn, baby, Thanksgiving in a couple of days. Leave some room. Mm. <laughs> he would not stop even after I squirted. it. So I'm squirming and shit on the verge of tears. Oh, I love that. After making me come again, he pulls my legs up and slides his perfect dick inside me, then spits my juices in my mouth. Oh my God, my pussy's wet. We <laughs> haven't seen each other in over a year. 
So we made up for all that lost time in those three days. We had rough sex choking each. Oh, wait. We had rough sex choking each other and full of dirty talk, passionate sex with lots of eye contact and hand holding, foreplay and teasing while at dinner and making pottery. Okay. Now, <laughs> this next part makes me mad. While in one of my favorite positions, the one where you're on your stomach and the guy is flat on top of you. I like that one. He's, so do I. I used to not, but now I do. He's deep as fuck inside me, all in my ear, then says, I want you to never forget this position. This position will be how I fuck you, then fill you up with our first kid. Whoa. And whoa, I fucking whoa. lost it. <laughs> I came instantly gripping the fuck out of his dick. He had to pull out in order to not make that a reality. I was like, why the fuck did that make me come so hard? We laughing about it after. We laughed about it after. Those three days were blissful. A week later, and I'm still thinking about all of it. I'm very thankful to have my Captain Hook back. What a wonderful <laughs> way to close out 2020. Thanks for reading. Wishing you both health and prosperity. Oh. Thank you, girl. <laughs> it ain't nothing like that sex like when you just be thinking about it, it's like a sex flash right you can feel it you can almost feel it you can smell the smells you can you're that's crazy when sex is that good that you feel it a week later sometimes. Mm -hmm. i love that feeling it. like when you get that little jolt in your pussy yeah. i love that shit <laughs> i absolutely love it okay i have one i'm gonna read one of the thanksgiving cocktails um and it's the subject line is bourbon glazed dick Hmm. Ooh, that sounds tasty. Right? At first I thought it said peach bourbon glazed dick. And I don't know why I started thinking of duck. And I was like, ooh, I bet that would be good. But anyway. Um, hey, ladies. I hope that you guys had a great and eventful Thanksgiving. I know I sure did. I love the show and all the bonus content that you guys give on Patreon. So for all of you that aren't a part, let me tell you, you're missing out. I know that's right, girl. Boop. Okay, anywho, on to my short and sweet Thanksgiving cocktail. So for Thanksgiving, my boyfriend and I always visit my parents' house. The Friday after Thanksgiving, my cousins invited us out, so I take her up on the offer. How crazy could it possibly get in the middle of nowhere? So we go out. I have way too many drinks. Once I get home, I want to have nasty time, but Mother Nature is making her debut and it just wouldn't be right to do the nasty on your cycle in someone else's bed. So I'm volunteered to give my boyfriend some sloppy head and sloppy it got indeed. Y'all, I threw up all over this man's dick. Not the acid reflux kind that you can swallow before he noticed, which I've done that before, but my entire bourbon glazed salmon mixed with Woodford Reserve and tequila. I was so embarrassed and he was just in shock. So I run to the bathroom with what I could catch in my hand and I grab a towel to help him clean up. He then states, it's okay. We don't have to do this tonight. But I was determined to catch a nut in my Medina voice. I don't know what that is okay surprisingly <laughs> he allowed me to finish i guess bourbon glazed dick isn't so bad after all thank you ladies for sharing thanks oh, wow. girl bourbon glazed <laughs> dick i love that Ooh, child mm. oh yeah when you do throw up if they're not into it it does make it like let's another day because throw up is funky like ooh, it really is oh but anyway, Mistress that was her Marley. cocktail. Thank you guys for sending those in. And thank you for being patrons. Yes, thank you, thank you. Okay, All so right. now it's Mistress your Marley. turn. Um, 
So my cocktail involves pussy also. Okay. Um, so at a sex party I threw, because I throw sex parties, that's why when y'all were talking about them, it was so funny to me to hear about people's getting <laughs> shut down and shit. Um, so at a sex party I threw, usually at my parties as the host, I don't do anything. I just like to walk around, look cute, and encourage everybody else to do whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, so I had a couple approach me at my last party. They were both very equally attractive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes with like the couples or whatever, I want to make sure I'm just talking to the woman because usually in swinging couples, the woman calls the shots. Like a lot of people think, oh, it's the man that calls the shots. He's picking everybody mm-hmm. or whatever. The mm-hmm. woman calls the shots because if you pick someone that your woman don't want to be with, it's already fucked up from there. So I made sure I was talking and focusing on her. And we were just talking. She was like, you're so attractive. I've been following you for so long. I've been like, I came to this party just for you. We came to this party just for you. And I'm like, oh shit, like the pressure's on. But I'm like, they look good. And I've like had so many shots of Duce and so many like mixed drinks already just trying to like loosen up. So there's like this big ass bed in the middle of the loft. Cause I've been out this loft in New York. And there's mm-hmm. this big ass bed in the middle of the loft. And I'm like, it's a bed that can fit at least 40 people comfortably. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just have all these people just around like fucking. So it's the energy of just having people around you having sex, whether it's girl on girl, um, guy on girl. There's like an orgy going on in one little situation, whatever. So we get on the couch and we just create a train. So like he's like eating her out and she's eating me out. So the good thing about being at the top of the train or whatever is that you get to see both of these things equally. And you also mm-hmm. don't really have to you don't really have to do any work. You're just laying there. Because you just receiving. Right. I'm like, you're well, in the best position. Right. And I'm like, I'm the hostess, so I deserve this anyway. Like I don't need to be putting in any work. I put in the work to create this fucking party. Like I'm gonna enjoy myself. Right. And she made me squirt so much to the point that not only did it get on her, it got on him. Cause I'm a, um, what is it called? Like my squirt propels. I'm not like a little, you know, small squirter where it just drips out. Mm-hmm. My squirt propels. And wow. honestly, most of the time it's really hard to get me to squirt from being eaten out. Like most men can't do it. So the fact that she mm-hmm. was able to do it, mm-hmm. it's something like, it's something different about a woman. Like women know like the spots and things to hit. Yeah. You know, like to eat your pussy and shit. So mine is short and sweet. That was my cocktail. It was just me getting my pussy eaten out, but just the visual. Did you squirt in her mouth? Yeah. Wow. So at first I was just squirting like free falling, whatever. And then when she realized what was going on, that's when she just started like drinking that shit. Mm. Yeah. Oh, you had a spicy night. I'm, like, I'm like, this couple is definitely coming back to every party. In the future. <laughs> you guys um, are on the VIP sure. list. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was an amazing time. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah. That was super dope. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show. We really enjoyed yeah. talking to you. Will you tell everybody how they can find you on social media and um, how they could possibly book a session if they've got the coin? Yes. So <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the chocolate dom d o m m e underscore. Um, I am also on YouTube, the chocolate dom. Um, I'm on Twitter also, eyes, E-Y-E-S-X, on fire. So eyes on fire with an X in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, You can learn from me through my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the sex academy. You can also find that on my Instagram. So everything I'm saying now is in my Instagram bio on my link tree. I have all my links there. If you're a sub and want to book me, make sure to look at the highlight of book me on my Instagram. I have a highlight specifically for that. 
So mm-hmm. do not come in my inbox saying, hey, mistress, I want to book you. I'm already going to know that you didn't even look at that highlight because that highlight. Explains- and it's ghetto. To <laughs> <do that. laughs> yes. And that highlight explains everything. And I also only take bookings from subs through email. So if you are hitting me up on Instagram, I can already tell you did not follow the rules and you will be blocked. I do not entertain bullshit. I will not sit there and say, oh, well, they might have money. So let me talk to them. No, like a dumb sub is a sub I don't want. You're being dumb off the bat. <laughs> I don't want you already. <laughs> she said, keep your money. Yeah. I don't want it. Um, so that's pretty much how you can reach out to me and contact me. Okay. Well, cool. thank you cool. again so much. Um, you guys remember to check us out on Patreon as well. New episodes every Monday, patreon.com slash cocktails. Um, we have a couple of Patreon only um, virtual things coming up this month. So make sure that you um, are paying attention to the Patreon, that you're signed up, you're checking your emails. Also, um, Again, you can still buy that book, the cookbook, for a couple more days. And make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are at Cocktails Podcast. I'm at Kiki Said So. I'm at Coffee Bean Dean. And one more thing, make sure if you are a patron, a patron, a patron, (laughs) that you put your address on your account. You do it yourself. We don't do that for you. So no matter which level, which tier you are, make sure you add your address. Thanks, y'all. Okay, until next week, you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Wait on the track.